0: This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Well, Coach, we had Sarah Kennedy on the show recently, broadcast, and we have her back in the studio today. Welcome, Sarah.
3: Hi, thanks for having me again.
2: Sarah, we had, I had no idea of the extent of. St- things you needed to share out. So I'm so happy to have an encore performance of Sarah Kennedy with Watershed Theaters on the Big Yellow School bus. Sarah, let's dig right into some of the things that we were talking about last time you were on the show. We were talking about field trips and things and in the involvement of watershed theaters with Murray County Public Schools. And you guys are actually heavily involved in our schools and help out quite a bit and um, on-site field trips and all kinds of things. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you give us a, a good um, description of what are some of these items, especially the field trip things I'd like to kick off.
3: Sure. Well, most people, when they think about field trips, think about putting kids on on buses and sending them to a location to do things. Um, and, you know, with gas prices being what they are, safety concerns, you know, having to um, make so many school days in the year, field trips have, uh, you know, been cut a lot more. It's harder to to get taken care of. You know, the cost sometimes can be prohibitive. Mm-hmm. So um, we do offer those traditional field trips, and we're very fortunate to um, have the opportunity to work with the Tennessee Arts Commission where they have programming that can help um, schools subsidize their ticket costs so that um, they can come see the show essentially, and the Tennessee Arts Commission would pay our company for it. Um, and we have um, excellent arrangements with Columbia State Community College, where we perform so that we can accommodate more students, larger groups, um, which allows us to also bring the ticket price down. But one of the things that's really unique about field trip opportunities that we have is that we can also bring the shows directly into the schools. So what that kind of looks like is you might have an individual teacher that wants to arrange a performance. You may have um, a whole grade that wants to arrange a performance. You could have somebody that wants to book for the entire school. And it's just that one rate for you to bring the whole company, the entire show into your school to perform. If you guys have an auditorium, if you have, you know, a stage in your cafeteria, if it's just an open space, there's different types of, of, performing arts programming that we can bring in. And then also that qualifies as well for some of the subsidized funding from the Tennessee Arts Commission. So you could, you, you save the time in your school day where you're not having kids transported back and forth. You're saving the money, not having fuel costs or having to pay for ticket fees. And then, you know, you have the opportunity to expose your entire school to arts programming just at one time. Whereas to take an entire school to, you know, any other theater, you would have to make five, six, seven different show times in order to mm-hmm. get everybody in the seats.
2: Have you done this a lot in the past? Uh,
3: we started this program um, before 2020, and we toured our uh, production of Alice in Wonderland that year. Okay, and we went into um, four different schools. Uh, one of them was here in Murray County and Baker Elementary School. We did a few that were in uh, Marshall and Giles County as well, um, and it was great. We we have um, the shows that we design for going into schools are we usually have between six and eight performers, one or two crew members that are there, and then our set is it's 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 fun and it's engaging but it's very minimal so you like a lot of schools when we were contacting them are like well we don't have all this technical equipment what are we supposed to we bring all of that we just need wide open space and and we can we can do a show for the kids
2: so your goal is to reintroduce this in this upcoming school year and have this available again.
3: Yes. Yeah. So um, our touring production for this year would be um, Robin Hood, a production of Robin Hood. Um, but we also are we have a, another program within our company of uh, emerging artists, and they um, are working on some other projects that we may be able to bring into schools that could uh, align with, with what students are reading and studying at the time. And we're very, very open to hearing from the schools what you guys are reading and studying so that we can try to align some of our programming with that to, to continue to integrate the arts into the classroom.
2: How would somebody get some information back to you? I know you will start the school year out reaching out to teachers throughout all of our schools and our administrative um, principals and assistant principals. How would somebody be able to get information to you? If they listen to the podcast and they listen to this introduction about um, field trips, how could they get in touch with you? Uh,
3: the easiest way is going to be to email me or um, just visit our website, and that's going to give you contact information as well. And it's Watershed Theater, and theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Um, that version is the art form. The theater spelled with an E-R is the physical building. So we promote the art form. Wow, ah, there you go. Yes.
2: We're learning something here today, yeah, Coach. Yeah, got, uh, got, got the
4: differences in, in the spellings. And you were meetings. an English teacher, right? Uh yes sir. <laughs> so you understood that beforehand. Uh, I knew there was a difference. Um uh, my first thought was there was a an American version and a British version. That's what there's, I thought. But the, I, the explanation here is the building as opposed to the art form. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah.
3: That's that's how we take it. You could take it as there's a, a British version and an American version that is acceptable too. I guess. But that's, <laughs> I think
4: that's, I always spell it. I, I, I like E-R. your. I like your explanation. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And and so it's Watershed Theater. T H E A T-R-E dot org. So Watershed talking, theater.org.
4: And yeah. that is talking about the acting group and the individuals themselves. Yes. The ER form would be talking about the building.
3: Right. Like if we okay. had... A
4: movie we, theater type building. Correct. Okay.
3: Yeah, we utilize different spaces uh, around the community, mostly at Columbia State Community College. But like we've done some dinner theater programs, you know, things, things at the park, just all different opportunities cuz you can take the art anywhere. It doesn't have to be in that specific building. And that's that's one of the things that's so interesting to teach kids is that performing happens everywhere and and art happens everywhere. It doesn't all have the to be a stage. Absolutely. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Absolutely. So you you're not confined to, you know, the traditional stage with the curtains and lights and all kinds of, you know, really complicated stuff. You can just be on a porch projecting to a crowd of people and that's that art is just as valid as you know a, a, a the physical building that seats you know hundreds of people
2: folks sarah uh, sarah kennedy is the education and outreach director at watershed theaters um, you can reach her by simply emailing education at watershedtheater.org. Um, she is really fast responding to emails. She's really articulate with her emails. I've got one I'm looking at right now that's it's so great of an email because um, she's kind of helping me understand what they do for the district, and, and I'll get some more communications out there on the district level. But having you on the show today is important because I think teachers... Especially, we have a large group of new teachers this year. They don't know that these things are available, and even administrators, since you haven't done the in-house field trips since 2019, before um, our pandemic, they need to know about this now so they know there's opportunities. Because theater's amazing; it's so much fun to watch a live show versus watching a movie.
3: Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. And and especially, you know, teachers have so much input. You're you're getting communications from all sides and it's it's very easy to to just, you know, put your blinders on and think this is just another another business in town that wants to try to sell me something, but we we're really wanting to give, you know, value added to our community without there being a hefty price tag for for the school system. So we've we've been working with um, the Tennessee Arts Commission, we receive grants from other organizations. We have local sponsors um, because so many people believe in the importance of bringing um, arts to to children. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, by the time we're getting through all of our required subjects in a day, that there's not always time in the day to, to integrate art or there's not always funding to integrate art. So well, we're, we really want to fill that gap. Go ahead,
4: Mike. Yeah. Is there um, – in, in- especially when you go to schools and stuff is there a an opportunity for a teaching component say to a arts class to a theater class or something like that where you all talk to them about how you put together an ensemble how you put together the show maybe even do you know certain sound effects or effects that you Put together on the show Do you do you have the opportunity To be able to teach that Or is it more Just a performance based No
3: video? Yes we, we can absolutely um, And in fact A lot of our actors That's some of the stuff That they enjoy the most Is um, at the end of a show they, They'll come out Sit on the edge of the stage And we'll just open The audience up To questions for the kids And some of them Are are, are really thought provoking And some of them Are like You know What's your favorite dinosaur But you know To give the kids The opportunities To, to ask those questions Questions, or for us to just be prepared to to discuss a certain technical aspect or, or a method of performance. Yeah, and, like that. and to yeah. give a
4: specific example, because one time we were at we, were, we did it in college. I helped with an ensemble like that, and uh, you know we we had to, we we simulated a thunderstorm.
3: Mm-hmm. So you and had a sheet of sheet of metal. Well, yeah, and, you know, and
4: there were multiple ways we could do mm-hmm. it, but yeah, that was and, and okay. How did how did you create that thunderclap? Right and, and and stuff because again you're you're talking about a mental set that you got a set that you got to be able to pick up and carry right. off with right right so, yeah uh, and that's love-
3: an entire career you know if if you're watching uh, movie titles it's called the foley artist there is somebody yeah. whose job is to sit with different things at their desk and make what sounds like uh you know tennis shoes walking on gravel yeah, used, and stuff like that it's my class to do
4: radio plays yeah and we would listen to a radio play and try to figure out how they did it and then we would do Cassette tapes. <laughs> Shows you how <laughs> long ago it was for me, but <laughs> we would do cassette. What's a cassette? T- tape? Yeah. Okay, okay. All
2: right. No, we, but, I
4: know. But, but they would record their own radio. They'd make up, <laughs> write the script, mm-hmm. do all the sound effects, and and kind of get an idea behind the production.
3: Right. And we actually so, had um, one of our after school programs. Um, the students decided they wanted to write their own skits. So we. Um, this was uh, two semesters ago. Our teaching artists worked with them. They, they developed the characters. They developed the storyline. They picked out who was, who was the villain, who was, who was going to be the hero, and, and what the character traits of those people were. And they wrote their own skit to perform at the end of the session. So, you know, that's, you know, another, another way that we can get the kids involved. Like you don't have to be on stage. Maybe you're really good at, at writing and, and thinking up those ideas and, and you want to talk to somebody who's the playwright. We have, um, Beverly Mitchell, who's, she's a professor at Columbia state. She's written several shows that we have done and, and she is. um, Finish putting the finishing touches right now on Robin Hood, which is going to be our show for young audiences this year.
2: Well, I'm sure you've heard of STEM. Yes, science, technology, yes. engineering, I prefer and mathematics.
3: Steam. I prefer Steam
2: is the is where a lot of schools and teachers are focusing on now because it includes the arts. Yes, you know, and I want to back up just a little bit to something about the field stri- field trips because now you offer something called in-house historical figure presentations. Yes. Can you explain to our listening audience what that is for the students? Sure.
3: Yes. So since Watershed started um, back in 2017, we have worked with um, different historical sites in Murray County, um, either to bring actors in for special events. And we started working with um, the folks at the Polk Home to write – just a, It was about a 15-minute presentation about the life of Sarah Polk. And it's written in her voice. So we would bring out an actress who who portrays her for different events at the Polk home. And we decided we enjoyed that so much and, and could see the value for the community that uh, we decided to continue to write monologues and whatnot, pull, like pulling from different um, firsthand accounts of things that had taken place in Murray County. So um, it was uh let's see, I think it was March of twenty twenty one We were still not able to get together to produce full productions, but we could get you know a handful of people together to rehearse very small shows. So we um, combined four different um, short uh, monologues if it was just one person or a scene if if there were two people in the scene um to create one full production that we called Murray Voices and it featured that um that account from Sarah Polk. Uh, we had, um, excerpts from the diary of a schoolgirl who was at the Athenaeum during the time that it was being occupied during the Civil War. We had, um, the story of, um, a former slave at the freedman's cabin, um, at Ripavilla talking about his experience, um, starting to get an education and, and, experiencing freedom. And then we also had um, at Ripavilla, the story, we, we called it the story of two Jennies because there was um, documentation about um, Jenny Chairs Hickey, who was uh, one of the daughters of the family. But then there was also a slave who was named Jenny. And so that, that was on the plantation at that time. And so we they those two women were looking at the same accounts that were happening at Ripavilla, but describing that story from their two very unique perspectives. Um, so we put all that together and we made one production out of it during that time. But we can take each of those individually into the schools Um, for, you know, so that you can have some living history that's brought into your classroom and our our performers come, they stay in character, they arrive in costume and, and it's just a really unique experience for kids to engage with history and and hear it firsthand.
2: I love that, that there's a nonfiction part of this that says that we're going to teach you a little bit about the history Mm -hmm. of your own community Yeah, where you live.
3: I mean, because our community has so much history in it, rich and history,
2: very rich. Yes,
3: and we we continue to um, to look at different ideas and, and historical things that have happened in and around Murray County to see can we add that because we we would love to be able to work with you know every you know place in town that has some kind of uh, of history to it that they're you know engaging with with visitors, the tourism bureau, and whatnot, so that we can help bring that history to life and, and to bring it to the kids too. So
2: yeah. Yeah, I really am in, intrigued by the history things that have taken place here locally. I recently took the justice journey down mm-hmm. to Alabama, and I learned so much in two days that I was just blown away by the things I didn't know, mm-hmm. and you know, and it, it really enlightened me to what happened in you know civil rights movement and different things that were taking place and how. Things that actually happened right here in Columbia. Oh, Tennessee. absolutely.
3: Yeah. We walk past, you know, significant points of history every day and we may not even know it.
2: Right. And I did not know that. Yeah. And so that really opened my eyes to the history here and some of the things that happened um, that actually triggered some of the things that happened in the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I, I find that very interesting that you do the Jack, historical figure presentation. Got a, got a question
4: to kind of add on to that. I, I noticed you talked about the local. Figures mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you also do it on a national basis? Would somebody come in for a middle school class or an elementary class and be able to portray Washington?
3: Oh, instance, yeah, and, we could absolutely and, and do that. Cover
4: that in, in a in a world history or a, a American history type setup as well. I think that would be you know being able to talk to somebody oh, yeah. who's done extensive study and knows you know knows this character mm-hmm. and and they can per- they can answer questions in that character's voice i think that'd be a, a great that does sound history, very you know, cool. just a yeah. history class, yeah. even, not yeah. just you know where you bring in this one person, yeah. you know, and and do this. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. There there's a lot of opportunity for things like that. There are a lot of of other organizations that we work with that that will produce things like that. There are some that like that's all they do. You know, um, there is. Um, I have a friend of a friend who she portrays Harriet Tubman. That's her full time job. And she just goes to different schools, different organizations and whatnot, and that the company that she works for, like all she she all she is is Harriet Tubman. That's her, her one role that she does.
2: Sounds like a pretty cool The Full time. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. Murray Voice's series is part of the in-house historical figure presentations um from Watershed Theaters. Let's go ahead and move on, because we've got a lot of stuff I'd like to share for our teachers and stuff. So before the break, I'd like to... You started to touch on the after-school drama programs. Mm-hmm. So i only got a couple minutes, and i got to go to break. Could you tell us a little bit about that before we go to break?
3: Sure. For the past uh, two years, we have been going into um, schools after school for an hour, one day a week, and we start introducing kids to different... Um, usually through games, through just the different types of, of ways that they can engage in theater, whether it's... Actually performing, learning how to direct, learning how to write, and really starting to get that ball rolling. Of so, your target is
2: elementary and middle.
3: Right. For for, for the after program. school program, we like to start with elementary school because a lot of times once you get to middle school, kids have already decided, you know, well, I'm really into sports. I'm really into band, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, like for me, I never was exposed to theater until I was in college. So if I had had that exposure at an early age, you know, maybe I would have decided much sooner that that was going to be the career path that I chose instead of, you know, waiting quite a while. So we want the kids to have the opportunity to, um, to start considering that as, as for hobbies and for a profession.
2: Yeah. Interestingly enough, coach and I had the opportunity to go over to Baker elementary and you mentioned elementary school. And, um, there were some kids that were putting out a play called Moana mm-hmm. and they just blew me and coach away. And I think I mentioned it on the last time you were on the show. Um, starting early in elementary school and middle school, that's got to be a big key to the success of the arts. Absolutely. And being able to do theater and get them to know that they're able to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So keep your thoughts and folks, we'll be back with Sarah Kennedy from Watershed Theaters after a word from our sponsors.
1: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Caledonian Financial is a full-service financial planning firm. What we mean by that is we work with young clients, assisting budgeting and Ross, young families with college planning, life and disability insurance, older clients as they bring in 401k rollovers, seek advice with estate and tax planning, and finally with elderly clients when it comes to the distribution phase of their retirement and long-term care options. This is Marianne Stevick with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Hello, WKOM and WKRM listeners. My name is Michael Parks-Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC in Columbia, Tennessee. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my grandfather, Robert Parks, and my great-grandfather, Julian Mays, in 1958 over 60 years ago. Being family-owned and operated, we invest in our community. You'll see our support everywhere you go, schools, sports, band, and even charities. We invest in our community because we live here and we love this community. Come see me and my cousin, Robert Rogers, at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC right off Nashville Highway or visit us at parksmotorsales.com.
4: Murray County Volunteer Firefighters provide fire and rescue services to Murray County residents like you. I'm Savannah Madison, Public Information Officer with Murray County Fire. Our department serves over 600 square miles, and as a volunteer department, we rely on community donations to operate. You can also support by joining our department. We help you obtain the certifications to become a support member or firefighter. Learn more about making a tax-deductible donation or becoming a firefighter at murraycountyfiretn.org. That's murraycountyfiretn.org. This is Hattie Hedrick, senior basketball
0: player and captain at Santa Fe Unit School. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, coming at you from Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Folks, I have a very special announcement, and it's going to be brought to you by our very own Coach Mike Lyle. Take it away, Coach.
4: Yeah, I want to tell everybody about the Gypsy Kings. Are They're coming to Nashville for a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall for you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Mark your calendar for Saturday, November 4th. Uh, the Gypsy Kings have sold over 20 million records worldwide, they received a Grammar in 2013 in the Best World Music category. Tonino Ballardo has collaborated on films on film works such as The Big Lebowski by remixing Hotel California and on Toy Story 3 where he collaborated on You've Got a Friend in Me. This is an extremely talented ensemble you don't want to miss. Tickets and details are available at toninoballardo.com com Allowed in live production. Also, stay tuned to various shows through here on 101.7. We have about 30 tickets that we'll be giving away free. Woohoo! Yeah, uh, closer to the show. Uh, more details will follow on that. So mark your calendars. Saturday, November 4th. Gypsy Kings are coming to TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall in Nashville.
2: Wow, that sounds very cool. Gypsy Kings, Saturday, November 4th. Um Amazing. I love it. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. It just
4: so happens we're talking about the arts today.
2: We so. are talking about the arts, and I was just going to lead into that, that these are performers, and this is what um, Watershed Theaters prepares students to be ready for, to be able to perform, to be able to be on stage, and performing includes little, music, too. A little yeah. different performance, yeah. It includes music, too, because yeah. you're singers on stage, you know, um, it is very cool. Gypsy King, Saturday, November 4th. All right. So before the break, we were talking about the after-school drama programs. Did you have anything you wanted to continue on that?
3: Oh, well, just uh, we like we I said earlier, we continue to receive funding from the Tennessee Arts Commission, and we're looking to continue to expand that programming into schools, particularly um, – our rural areas, so the unit schools, um, things that are not just right inside of the core of Columbia or right. Spring Hill. Um, so yeah, if any any teachers are interested in being a sponsor for that, any any principals, administrators uh, would like to bring that in as an after school club, um, you know, hit me up. Because Education
2: we- at watershedtheater.org, dot org. That's theater theatr dot org. Um, not t e r dot org um, give Sarah an email if you 're a teacher and you 're listening to the show and you need information and you want to connect with sarah visit watershed dot org or send her an email at education at watershed dot org all right let 's talk about the the school show support so i'm i'm going to say that this means that when schools are doing something like um, last year, Baker did the Moana, mm-hmm. you guys can help support them on their adventure?
3: Yes, absolutely. So, um, you find a lot of times that um, theater shows, of course, you know, teachers receive a supplement for you know, sponsoring shows, co- coaching teams, things like that. Um, a lot of times, to, to put on a production of a show could easily be. 100, 120 hours just to do a very small production with kids at the elementary level. Now, you, if you have one teacher that is actively teaching the kids, having to um, do do the prep work for that, they're having to teach the music or teach dancing, or um, they're having to make the sets, and they're having to create the props, and they're having to do the costumes. That is a lot for one person. Like, even, even in... The community theater and professional theater, one person cannot do all of that. Yeah, and,
2: we and, talked about that at Baker, and they actually had a lot of uh, parent volunteers yes. and that helped them out.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what we want to do to help the teachers is if they – like let's take Moana, for example. Say a teacher at Baker says, you know, I'm interested in doing Moana – I don't know how to teach music or we don't have a music teacher available. Uh, We could bring our music director in to help them out just, you know, just to to get the kids learning the music or to play the piano for them. If they're going to use live music instead of, of tracks Um, say that they, they, Absolutely do not have any budget to build a set. They can contact us because maybe we have some platforms on wheels that they can use to create a boat and we can, we can have our technical director um, kind of talk to parents about how it is that they can y- – create what looks like a boat. Uh maybe they have no It's
4: it's, it's amazing what you can do with two by fours
2: and canvas.
3: Oh, I know. <laughs>
4: yeah. And a little bit of paint.
3: Right. I I always say um cardboard and glitter. There yes. was a lot
2: of cardboard, and there was a lot of glitter, and there were a lot of painted items yeah. and they did such a great job and I will continue to brag on that till I see something that I can brag on different than that. Mhm. They really knocked my socks off when they did this show and this performance at Central High School for the uh, elementary school. Blew me away. So there's opportunities available with Watershed Theater for your school, (laughs) for show school support. So if you're planning a show and you want to do a show, reach out to Watershed Theaters. They can help you. They can guide you. Um, There's so much that they can give you advice on. Um, how to build stages, how to build, um, what did you say? The, the, the boats, like out of two by fours and stuff. Um, there's a lot of opportunity available, right? Right.
3: Yeah. And one of the things that we hear people say so much is that costumes are so overwhelming. Well, that happens to be my tech specialty. So say somebody needs help with costumes. They're like, okay, well I'm going to do Mary Poppins and I have no idea Where to start? We have parents that are willing to go pull stuff out of their closets or go, you know, dig around at Goodwill, but we don't even know what to tell them. So somebody like me would. Um, analyze the script, make a list of the cast members, and create what 's called a costume plot and that 's everything from a you know a super fancy dress down to penguin number four needs a pair of black socks, and so we essentially can help them build that shopping list and then there there may be opportunities for us to see if we have items in stock, connect with the other companies that we work with um, to see if they can they can help provide mm-hmm. things um, or you know work with the parents so that they know kind of what to be getting and just, you know, virtually anything that, that a teacher feels, even if it's someone, a teacher that's like, I love theater. I did it in college, but I've never directed a show. And I really just don't know where to start. Like, we're happy to hold your hand through
2: all of that. I don't remember the teacher's name at Baker, but that was one of the things we talked about also is the costumes. And they got very creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a large In the, in the play Moana, they had some kind of, uh, crab or. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Tamatoa.
2: Tamatoa, Yeah. yeah. And they did such a great job. Outfitting this young man with this um, outfit—I um, don't know where they got it or how they made it or whatever—but costumes were very creative and, yeah. and very cool. So, yeah,
3: you can do a lot with just a t-shirt and a pair of scissors, some safety pins, and some fabric paint. It is—you know—costumes doesn't have to be sitting at a sewing machine for hours and hours and hours. It's—it a lot of it can just be pulled right out of your closet and done with hot glue gun.
2: Yeah, I like, you know, when you said you could go to a second-hand store like Goodwill and just shop around for things and, you know, dime, 20 cents, 50 cents, dollar and find exactly what you need. Yes,
3: that is that is um people that know me would say that um, thrifting is my superpower <laughs> like so uh, we did a production of Little Women last year and I was assisting with costumes on that we started getting down to the wire where we were not able to find um, some of the things that we had ready in our available stock and it was coming to the point where I was needing to make something and I went to Goodwill and found a really nice pair of curtains made this nice antebellum bodice and skirt and everything like that that whole costume cost seven dollars and you, you anyone you, that would you couldn't have, looked
2: have at told it, that it. Uh, that, right, seen him on stage. You though.
3: know, you absolutely could not have have told that because honestly, if you had gone to to Hobby Lobby to buy that fabric, it would have been like forty bucks a yard,
2: right? And or, you would have needed, probably, or even went online and found what you needed, right? It'd still, been outrageous price. I love that Um thrifting. It's it's a great way to do costumes, but you also offer something interesting called creative team assistance mm-hmm. for schools that are interested in doing productions yeah explain what that is so
3: so that would be um like i said where um maybe a teacher says you know what costuming is not my thing i don't want to do it i would like for your costume designer to come in and create that list for us work with the parents and from from top to bottom maybe you do want some things that are custom designed we have people who can can sit and sketch options for you Um, one of the things that we were doing um, last school year um, at Mount Pleasant Middle School our technical director went in and was helping out there he was assessing the equipment that was available giving suggestions of how they could best use equipment to create different types of lighting effects um, helping teach the students how to to do things, working backstage on the crew and um, and and running lights and whatnot, and so it's it's almost like bringing a, an additional educator in to work on your program and expand the opportunity for kids to get that knowledge of how shows are put together without overtaxing just the one one or two teachers that are putting everything together.
2: Yeah, it gives the teachers in the school more opportunity to do what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Right. Yeah, I love that. Well,
4: there's also that you know in the steam. Set up and the STEM set setup is, is the collaboration with the community and now you've got professionals coming in right. that do this for a living. Absolutely. This is their job. Yes. You know, and it's talking about okay, this is how we create this effect this is how we set this up in order to be able to move it right in right a hurry. and yeah.
3: a lot of the people that that are working with us you know they have worked on major stadium tours doing doing rigging lighting sound design um we have people that have worked with like at the san francisco opera doing hair and makeup design and costuming and things like that like the folks the the amount of, of professional talent that is here in murray county is just astounding and and it's just because nobody has ever really kind of gotten them all into one room and we're trying to to help the community see what huge resources for the arts are not being tapped here in murray county and we're losing all of that talent to you know places like nashville or georgia or you know chicago where there is a much larger performing arts scene because people think that's the only way i'm ever going to have a career in theater and we have to start young with kids telling them you can start working in theater right here at home
2: Last thing on creative team assistance um, subject is you, you have mentioned in the the notes here. I have musical director, choreographer, accent coach, or other teaching artists. But you also had a stunt coordinator. I'm like, hey, <laughs> that's that sounds like fun. It is. It um, is
3: super fun. There's actually um, there's like a certification that you get to be part of the, the fight choreographers of America. Wow. And we have two people that we work with that have that, that designation um, and they'll come in and they might teach you how to um, like, there, there are very easy ones that you can teach, teach to children, like how to pretend that you're slapping somebody and make it look realistic or how to take a tumble on stage without actually hurting yourself. It's
2: funny you said that. Cause when I was young, mm-hmm. we did things like this in school um, way back then. And they actually taught you how to do that, where yep. you make it appear that you were slapping somebody really hard, and it sounded loud and everything, mm-hmm. but you never did. Right. I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I used that in front of my parents, and my my, my dad got so mad at me. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. He's yeah. like,
2: don't you hit your brother like that. And I'm like, well, I did. But
3: I didn't. <laughs>
2: but yes, you did. No, I didn't. No. Anyway. Yes, that is... <laughs> it was very convincing.
3: Yes, that is always one of the things the kids the kids love the most. And then also, um, the stunt coordinators usually are fight choreographers. So like, we just did... Um, production of romeo and juliet that was set in the time of the hatfields and mccoys so they were using knives to have have knife fights Mm -hmm. and to sit in the even just in rehearsals and watch them like you wouldn't know that that they had not been knife fighting basically their whole lives that they had just been (laughs) practicing this for a few weeks we'll have a fight um coordinator um for um we're doing Anastasia right now, so we'll have a fight coordinator for some of the scenes in that. We'll have a fight coordinator for Robin Hood because there will be some some sword fighting. So we'll have someone in who's who basically a professional swashbuckler and is like, I'm going to teach you guys how to be –
2: and do it without getting hurt. Absolutely, so that's it,
3: that's the important that's, thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you can give the visual. I thought that was kind of cool that they had a stunt coordinator opportunity for our students to be able to learn how to do some of the things that you don't know, see. You know, and it made me think of somebody in theater and in, in motion pictures mm-hmm. right now, Mr. Tom Cruise, and his um, new movie Mission Impossible. Yeah. They said he's doing 90% of his own stunts. Yeah. Like flying off cliffs. Mm-hmm. And I've and I seen a special on TV about it. I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. I, I would never be a great actor. And I would definitely never be a great stunt person uh, diving off cliffs like he does, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I had no idea that he did it himself. Oh,
3: yes.
4: Yep. Yeah, there are you lots can do, of actors. And, and you, you can do a lot of neat stuff with some very simple things. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, in college, we did a, an ensemble. We went to, and we did a deal with Jack and the Beanstalk. And one of the stories was the the, the lumber. No, oh, excuse me, it's Paul Bunyan. I'm sorry, wasn't Jack and the Beanstalk? It's Paul Bunyan. And one of the stories is one of the lumberjacks gets caught on a magic beanstalk mm-hmm. that's growing very, very quickly. And Bunyan chops it down, and this guy, I happen to be the guy. We used a ladder for the beanstalk to climb up, but I had to fall off of that ladder.
2: Oh no! Because
4: mm-hmm. that's you know, and we had to bring the ladder down with us, and yep. we had to do a little bit of a little coordination. Oh, and, yes. and, and stuff. But it was a lot of fun, and what was what was the neat part about it? We didn't tell our director; mm-hmm. we just did it. Yeah,
0: and,
4: and <laughs> yeah. during rehearsal, scared the living daylight out. of Oh, <laughs>
3: I've done. There was one show in particular that I did where we didn't have a fight coordinator, but I had to sword fight with somebody. And most of the nights he would be able to get that sword in between the side of my body and my arm. And one night he did not, and he just shoved it right into my hip, and I had a bruise for like six oh, no. weeks.
2: Yeah, be safe. Yes, be safe. Safety right. first. Let's talk about the next subject I have written down here, the pre-K through 12th grade theatrical learning pipeline. Tell us a little bit what that means.
3: Yeah. So so like I mentioned with the after-school programs, it starts just as, as early as we can get the kids interested in playing games. Kids all you know that, that those early pre-k years kindergarten there's so much imagination that's coming out of it and so they're ready to start learning about creating characters and you know pretending to be different types of people or animals or objects you know because that's that's just part of their everyday so so to be able to get them to understand that they can hone those skills and continue to do this and enjoy it you know when people you know on different sides would be saying well you need to grow up you need to focus you need to be serious well yes but there's there's still time that you can you can be creative and enjoy Living somebody else's life, so we really want to get the kids interested in that um, at an early age, so that that once they get to the middle school level, they're ready to start focusing. You know, if they decide that performing is their thing, they're ready to start focusing more seriously on how they're developing. You know, particular skills. Um, one of the most valuable things in theater is a triple threat—that's someone who can act, sing, and dance. Well, it takes years and years and years. Was that you, of training. Coach? No,
4: no,
2: me neither. <laughs> I,
4: <laughs> actually i started off as a tech as a techie
2: i remember you telling us that and then
4: eventually worked my way on stage for some very small parts in a, in a Children's play
2: ensembles. Yeah, I got to do some parts on the on in the actual plays in in the young days. Yeah. and it was fun.
3: Yeah, and I started off as a performer and worked my way into backstage and administration, and now it's it's much more satisfying to me to be able to take care of all of the logistics to make sure that kids can just come, show up for a rehearsal, have fun, and then go.
2: Yeah, imagination seems to be a key when you're a young um, individual, like elementary school age. We tend to have big imaginations when mm-hmm. we're small. I mean, people have imaginary friends and imaginary pets and stuff like that. And these type of traits do well in the in the theater when they're young, right? Yes, absolutely. A, have really strong imagination where they can... But you give them something that they can take that imagination and just build upon mm-hmm. it. Is Isn't yeah. that part of it?
3: It, it is. And... and- Arts can be healing for kids. You know, you have a kid who may not understand how to verbally express whatever emotion it is that they're having. But in in theater, we're teaching you, okay, now you, you need to show us how you're mad, how you're sad, how you're happy, how you're scared. So if kids are able to start identifying what those emotions are and how to express them, it can help, you know, bridge the gap between, you know, communication between them and their teachers or them and their parents. Um, You have people whose entire careers are art therapy to help put people through acting exercises to to get down to the root of whatever it is that's bothering them. So if we're starting with kids, utilizing that imagination, they're not just going to learn that I can have fun and I can create things and, you know, maybe I'm really good at acting, singing, dancing, whatever. But that I know how to express myself so that people understand me and so that I can get the help that I need or um as they start getting older working in you know collaborative work you know i understand how to express myself so that we can get the results that we need and so starting at the elementary level and then going into middle school is just it's going to create stronger students because they're going to be able to express themselves they're going to know how to collaborate with the fellow students for teamwork for for group projects things like that and then also just straight the arts programs are going to be stronger so as we're going into the high school programs, like you say you were you were really amazed at what Baker did with Moana. Mm-hmm. Well think about that, you know, if you have one student that did that in kindergarten and they do a show every five years or every every year for five years. Well once they start getting to the middle school level, think how much more advanced their skill level will be and then as they go through middle school think how much more advanced our high school drama programs can be and and you know that could be a game changer for for us as a county
2: folks we are here with sarah kennedy with watershed theaters learning all about what they do in our community for our students and for everyone that's interested in the arts we'll be back on the big L school bus in just a moment
1: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our
0: sponsors. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. Getting a pass is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app.
4: Alert! Alert!
1: Front Porch Radio is Southern Middle Tennessee's home for the best in news, talk, and sports. Missed out on any favorite Front Porch programs? Check us out online at frontporchradiotn.com to download episodes of your favorite podcast. Listen live or listen online. Search for it on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Alexa. Join us on the porch, frontporchradiotn.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
2: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast. We are with Sarah Kennedy from Watershed Theaters. She is doing an amazing job enlightening us and telling us how mu- how important the arts are. You know, we were talking, and she was. I was saying something about imagination and how important was—you said how important it was for young students, kids, to learn how to express themselves.
3: Right. That's a skill that you need in everyday life. It doesn't just have to be be something that you're able to perform. You need to be able to tell people how it is that you feel. And, and to be able to identify that at an early age and understand how to express it is invaluable.
2: It's another way of communication. Absolutely. I mean, being able to know wh- how to tell people when you're happy or sad or—, or There's a plethora of different um, Mm -hmm. emotions that can be taught, especially in theater. And you said there was a a a basic list of how many emotions? Um,
3: it's it's like seven. The seven basic emotions. Seven basic. Happy, sad, bored, scared, angry, and.
2: don't ask me. I can't I don't, think of the other one. I don't know,
3: right know
2: the so, but anyway, <laughs> right. there's some basic emotions, and in in the arts and theater, you get an opportunity to learn how to express those. And as as students in our schools, by partaking in plays and different um, things in drama classes and stuff like that, they have an opportunity to learn how to express those. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important and really amazing. You know, career exploration, you know, now let's talk a little bit about our, our, our older students, you know, career expo- exploration. How can Watershed Theater, if you're interested in making a career in the arts and theater, singing, dancing, et cetera, how can you guys help?
3: We are happy to bring our our artists into the classroom just to to have a talk back with the kids to tell them a little bit about um, how it is that they um, came to be on the career path that they are on uh, some of the ways that kids can get started at the high school level preparing for that understanding if that's going to be a track that they want to go on how to best prepare for after high school um, and then what kind of opportunities there are available because um, like I said earlier people think oh to work in theater you have to move to New York and be a performer well well, no, if you want to work in theater here in Murray County, you could have um, a business degree to help us understand how to, or help us with like our budgeting so mm-hmm. that we know how much money we have to pay our artists or buy materials, things like that. So maybe you're just a fan of the arts, but you're really good with numbers.
2: Or like Mike had done in his um, opportunity, he was a techie person, mm-hmm. did the back, back down stuff. You worked <laughs> in the – technical part of the thing right right?
4: prop control and 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 stuff we set up the prop we we had a lot of hand props so we had a prop table backstage Mm -hmm. right and uh learning how to organize that to make sure we had all our props for each absolutely Uh, we ended up doing the what i call the crime scene table Mm -hmm. we we put a butcher big piece of butcher block or not butcher block butcher paper on the on right. a big table, and we put our prop down there and draw a picture. You
3: draw a picture around, around it so it. everyone Label knows where it goes.
4: Everything was in its and, place. And that yep. way, even before the show, we would check and see if we had any open gaps. You know, in any mm-hmm. open prop spot, okay, we got go to go through the prop and make sure it's there. But we also had one place, each prop. Right. And so right. you can help
2: students understand the career, the, the field itself. Right. And yeah. even if they don't choose the field the skills they can learn in theater are beneficial throughout their life.
3: Right, right. It's it's all collaboration, teamwork, creative problem solving, the things that you need in, in virtually every workplace. So the, the, the value of it, whether or not they're interested in pursuing it as a career, is is still some of the best career preparation that you can give a kid.
2: Folks, if you hear a little buzz going on in the background, it's not a big bug flying around us. It is some construction work doing going on here at the studio with the renovations. Um, let's talk about intern opportunities. Um, I'm going to be fortunate enough for the 23-24 school year to have an intern in my department. And I'm really excited to have this person. I've been working out a plan this summer for them. And I actually sent them their first email. I hope they read it. Um, telling them what a, what we would be working on. Mm-hmm. So maybe give them some time to prepare mm-hmm. ahead of time before the school year starts. Tell us about intern opportunities with Watershed.
3: Sure. Well, we have intern opportunities in two different ways. You can just reach out to us and say, "Hey, I'm needing some some credit for for uh, you know high school college hours, and I'm interested in this field. I'm interested in learning about lighting. I'm interested in learning about stage management, and we can get you connected with our production teams so that you can shadow one of our professionals and start to understand, be their assistant for a production. Our productions are usually um, about seven to nine weeks of commitment. Um, But then we also have um, our – it's essentially our intern program. We call it the Apprentice Company. And those individuals, um, they uh, fill out an application every year, and they commit to our entire season from – you know, it usually starts in August, but basically from August till till we end the season in June the following year, and they get the opportunity to work on all of our productions, they get the opportunity to create their own show. And they they have the opportunity at that point in time to say this is what my particular skill set is that I would like to continue to develop. So like this year, we, we always have a, a large number of people who are interested in becoming better performers. But this year, we have some people that said, I'm not interested in performing at all. I'm only interested in these Technical roles, right. so we're really excited to um, get the, the kids introduced to that. Um, and as soon as uh, students, as long as they'll be 16 at some point during our season, they can they can apply for that and um, start working. They get the intern experience. Um, they get the opportunity to add professional credit to their resume. They get the the hands on experience working with professionals for an entire year. And there are lots of programs that charge for that kind of thing, and and we just give it away.
2: So, wow that's yeah. that is so cool and and if you even if you're not interested in an intern to be an intern there are lots of volunteer opportunities which is really needed when you look at our um students that are heading off to college mm-hmm. And what is it? Tennessee Promise.
3: Yes. Yeah. So kids um, can can sign up to help us out with um, all kinds of things. Uh, Like maybe we have a promotional event and we need you to hang out at a table and talk to people about our programs or um, help out at a show. During our our previous production of Romeo and Juliet, we had a student that um, helped with wardrobe backstage. So every night they would check the dressing rooms, make sure everybody had all of their stuff hung up, um, help us gather up if anything needed to be laundered in between shows, spray everything with disinfectant. To make sure that you know it's very hot on stage, actors sweat in their costumes to make Absolutely. sure that everything's not. That's hot why I never gross. liked being a mascot, right? <laughs> oh, I've had my fair share. Who of that. had that
2: mask on before I had that mask on? Anyway, Ooh, yes, uh, lots of opportunities yeah. at Watershed Theaters. Mm-hmm. You can get an intern, apprentice, company program, career exploration. We can have them at our schools to help out and assist with plays that you're doing in your schools from. Elementary, middle, and high school, so many great opportunities um, to take your school from STEM to STEAM.
3: Yes. Basically, if you can think it up, we can help you out.
2: There you go. I really, really like that. Well, Sarah Kennedy, thank you for coming on the Big Yellow School Bus for a second Encore Performance and really getting down to the um, details and telling us more about the opportunities for our teachers, for our students, and our families here in Murray County Public Schools um, it's been a blessing to have you here. I've learned so much. I know Coach enjoyed it because he actually was part of the theater. So if you need to get a hold of Sarah Kennedy, you can get her at education by email at education at org. That's theater with T H E A T R E dot org. Watershedtheater dot org. Sarah, thank you so much. You. Um, we only got a couple minutes left now, and we'd like to do shout-outs. The last time you were on the show, you had a nice shout-out. So I'm going to offer the first shout-out to you on the Big Yale School Bus.
3: Sure. Um, I want to say thank you to um, Watershed Sponsors, is uh, the Tennessee Arts Commission, the Law o- Office of John Schwery, the Foreman Company, and... Um, lots of other local businesses in and around town. And, um, of course, all of the professionals that we work with that are so willing to um – to step in and share their love of the art with with future generations, and we look forward to coming back a third time to tell you guys about all the great collaborations we had with Looking the schools this year. Looking forward to
2: it. Thank you, great shout out, Coach. You have a quick shout out. Yeah,
4: to all the people that work in the back in the background, the backs, uh, the backstage techies, support people. The, anybody that does stage, the props, the costumes, the tickets, even stuff like that. Roughly three to one perform, you know, back uh, techies or, or support to actors and, and stuff. <laughs> Without those people, the shows don't go on.
2: That is true. My shout-out is going to be very quick. Thank you to all the new teachers coming on board at Murray County Public Schools this year. I had an opportunity to meet some of you. It's going to be a great year, 23-24 school year at Murray County Public Schools. That's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Don't forget the Gypsy King, Saturday, November 4th at TPAC Jackson Hall. They are Grammy Award winners. This is going to be a great show. That's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you, and you have a great day.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM.
0: Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to tried and true. A John Deere 5075E cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience, because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walkaway lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor packet. Visit Offer Offerings July 31,
4: 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
0: It's that time of day. I have got our, one of our, our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, what kind of great specials uh, do you guys have today that uh, everybody's going to want to come in and get? Well, this week we got ground chuck for three fifty nine a pound. All boneless pork loins a a pound. Seedless watermelons five ninety nine each. Food Club sugar two for five. And Dasani twenty four pack water four ninety nine. Great deals as always, and uh, they run all the way through next Tuesday. And again, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th Street. And uh, again, you know, easy parking, well-lit area, friendly staff. So, Miles, thank you as always. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, people need to come in and uh, pick up some of them goodies from you. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. All right. That again was Miles Johnson there from Foodland. Make sure you check them out on West 7th and seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Uh, to go through all the specials.